This is a special edition of the Kentucky Winter Circle Radio Show. Thank you very much, Bob Kraft. And here we go, the first show, the first podcast of 2020. Hi, everybody. It's a Derby week, a Breeders' Cup week. So much more for the ever-improving Kentucky Racing Circuit, which lies ahead this year in 2020. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome back into our first podcast, as I said. It's the first one of the year. We'll spend some time on the road to the Derby, but we'll also spend some time looking ahead to the Eclipse Awards coming up very, very shortly. They may already have come and gone by the time you hear this podcast. At any rate, I'm E.J. Clark, your show creator, founder of KWC Radio. We're based in Louisville, Louisville's longest-running horse racing radio show. We're starting our 23rd year. Lane Gold is my co-host. will join us and uh, give us some of his Breeders' Cup uh, thoughts uh, related to the Eclipse Awards. So there's a lot going on as we begin season number 23 of the Road to the Derby, the show Before the show, as we leave for Florida, January the 18th, and begin gathering interviews, Tampa Bay Downs will be our first stop, and then on to Gulfstream Park for some interviews, not only with Derby Connections on the Derby Trail, but uh, get some interviews from Connections at the Eclipse Awards. So it should be fun making a few rounds, going to see some friends down in Florida, see some family down there. And uh, he's not scheduled to race in the Pegasus, which is scheduled for the 25th of this month here in January, as we recorded, I'm talking about maximum security. His connections will be on hand though. That is for sure at the 49th eclipse awards. That's January 23rd to see if they can pull off the biggest crown since losing the roses here in Louisville with the Kentucky Derby DQ maximum security finishing first being disqualified placed 17th behind long range toddy. So, uh, Maximum Security has been a finalist and nominated as one of the top three finalists for not only Horse of the Year with Matoli, my Toli from the connections of Hermitage Farm. They raised that speedster, that's for sure. We'll mention that a few times for you. And also the other finalist is Bricks and Mortar and the unbeaten turf superstar. It's been a while. Lane Gold will explore that. It's been been a while. You have to go back to, first of all, Wise Dan, the last horse of the year to be a turf star. He was a star on both dirt and turf, but mostly we remember Wise Dan for his feats in the Breeders' Cup back-to-back on the turf. But anyway, he's a turf star, bricks and mortars, that's for sure. Super fast, stupendously sprinting, but totally uh, to be considered, and then Maximum Security, who had three great ones, didn't have the Derby to his credit, the Florida Derby he won, came into the Derby as one of the favorites, that's for sure, finished first, was disqualified. We'll be talking about that for Derby 146. Don't worry about that. Plenty of time to talk about Maximum Security and relive that Derby. There's no question that will happen. Trust me on this one, folks, here. Uh, that is for sure. But when we when you take a look at uh, it's interesting, and I will tell you, I'll share with you in just a little while my my votes and the you know the thoughts that I have on who I voted for in the Eclipse Awards. We do have a vote, so we'll get into that and, and uh, several other things. But I think the three year old male championship is going to go to the Derby finisher. First, or as Bob Baffert liked to say, one of the two Derby winners, Country House, placed 
first after finishing second and never raced again in 2019. That was a big disappointment because really wanted to see. Country House was one of my long shots in the Derby, and I really like Country House going in to the Kentucky Derby. But nonetheless, uh, when you look at the three-year-old category with Omaha Beach, that's for sure the favorite who didn't get to run, the morning line favorite in the Derby, and he finished with a grade one Malibu. Uh, certainly a deserving candidate in there. Omaha Beach, maximum security in there. And then, of course, Code of Honor, the Traverse Stakes winner, who um, also beat older horses in the Jockey Club Gold Cup. So of, um, uh, of these three-year-olds, maximum security beat older horses twice and uh, finished out with the grade one victory in the Cigar Mile. So... Lots to talk about uh, in that particular category, and I'm sure people are still still kind of going over. Now, we do have uh, some, some other news. This is strictly closer to home to Kentucky, but it, it is interesting because now the Kentucky legislature is considering sports wagering. That's important. Keep has announced that uh, they want to applaud Chairman Koenig and the House Licensing, Occupations, and Administrative Regulations Committee for advancing sports legislation, sports wagering in the Kentucky legislature. And uh, that story was uh, announced on Thursday, January the 16th. KEEP, as it is called, Kentucky Equine Education Project, uh, has uh, released a statement, and they say they're thankful that uh, they have put that forward. KEEP also Appreciates uh, Governor Brashear's vocal support, and he's announced his support. He's just taken over as governor, as you know, of the Commonwealth. And this is important if you're uh, related, as we are, uh, to uh, Kentucky racing. So we bring that out. And that's one of the things that you're going to hear on these podcasts because we're going to center on Kentucky racing and certainly keep, which is a strong organization. It stands for Kentucky Equine Education Project actually formed back in 2004 to uh, look into and be an advocate for Kentucky's equine economic uh, improvement in business and that kind of thing. Keep works to strengthen the horse economy here in the bluegrass through their statewide network of citizen advocates. If you want more information about what they do, you can find them online at Horses Work, so triple W, Horses Work. Dot com and you'll find out more about keep so nonetheless uh, they're getting behind that it's going to be an interesting development and we'll find out how that unfolds now along the derby trail uh, a, a new horse for mark cassie's got a new colt in the barn untitled we're going to be looking at him gary barber is uh, one of his top clients uh, for mark cassie who's going to be in uh, in the u.s hall of fame one of these days, he's already in the Canadian Hall of Fame. But anyway, this was a three-year-old that you're going to hear a lot about. He uh, he had an interesting uh, kind of finish to his two-year-old season. He was formerly trained by Ralph Nix. couple of uh, interesting two-year-old, now three-year-old fillies for Brad Cox, who was a finalist, by the way. Uh, Brad won the 2018 Kentucky Oaks. And the distaff at Churchill Downs with Monomoy Girl, a champion. Uh, he had a lot of a lot of good horses, including several good turf uh, turf horses. But Taraz and Portrait join unbeaten Super Philly British Idiom, who will be the Breeders' Cup 
she is the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies champion, and she'll be the uh, two-year-old Philly champion, most likely. But Portrait, by the way, may run next. Where? At the fairgrounds. Silver Bullet Day is what they're looking at there. What else is going on in some other news for you? Well, the Pegasus World Cup Invitational is $3 million, not $12 million or whatever it was. And, of course, Bricks and Mortar won the inaugural of the turf for the Pegasus World Cup turf. And that was uh, for a $7 million purse to begin his unbeaten season last year in 2019. So what a way to start for him and really... I don't think you can take it away from him. Five grade ones, six victories. He did nothing wrong. Capping it off the Breeders' Cup turf. I mean, he, he's he's the world beater, and he is, I think, the the and and my top choice, by the way. And I'll go ahead and say it for uh, four horse of the year. Um, Matoli uh, or Mytoli will um, will certainly, I think, get the the sprint championship he's in there as a finalist too for older horse and tough in, in the other category but uh, let's check in while we're talking about that and see what lane gold's got to say thanks dj good catching up with you and looking back at some of the courses from 2019 and some of the things that are wrapped up for breeders cup and i think when you look at horse of the year there really wasn't uh i think we had a bunch of really really good horses this year but no one who stood out on a consistent basis on dirt. So when you look at the whole year and what's left over, you look at the turf. And normally there's always been a, a bias against good horses on turf. And mm-hmm. Maybe not sure why that is. It's probably some of that's probably not well-founded because you've had some uh, fantastic horses that run on turf but get short-trifted because we believe the handicap horses on dirt. Like, as I said, no one that was fantastic, no one that was great across the board, so we were left with one horse consistently year, day in, day out was good. And that was bricks and mortar for Chad Brown. He went six for six. He earned about $7 million and capped off the year winning the turf. And if you take the T out of the past performances, mm-hmm. that's certainly hard to argue. If you just look at yeah. just simply number six for six, $7 million earnings, and his whole career is 11 for 13 some ways how do you not give him that and i think this pretty year, tough not Vito to rosa winning the, uh winning the classic certainly muddy that there's been no not saying two-year-old so it becomes again a pretty simple and easy uh title to give him and the last NTRA poll the final one he got all but two first place votes so i think that's where you're going to see most people go and matoli will get some attention because he won every race but one and that was a vanderbilt at saratoga but short of that he was six for seven and won uh, over $2 million. Again, a fantastic year. Again, sprinters don't get usually get much attention as horse of the year. And they're turf horses, as we mentioned. So really, why Dan was the last turf horse to get uh, a horse of the year, and that was back in 2012 and 2013. But before that, you had to go back to the 80s and 90s when you've seen a Kodashan or a John Henry who ran on both turf and dirt. So it's a rarity, but... Not to take away from what Bricks and Mortar did, but really a heck of an effort this year for Chad Brown. He had another good Breeders' Cup, another good year for him. The only thing missing from him is the Derby, but short of that, he's been fantastic. And So, yeah, he will deservedly get Horse of the Year. Yeah, Lane, again, as I said earlier in the podcast, six for six, 
five grade ones. It came down to bricks and mortar and after the Breeders' Cup turf and Matoli after the Breeders' Cup sprint only lost once. That was at Saratoga, but uh, I think you have to give it to the horse that did all the racing and he did it uh, in style and perfectly six for six. So it's bricks and mortar. My top choice for horse of the year, Matoli is second. Before we go back over to Lane Gold to talk about the two-year-old awards for the Eclipse Awards for two-year-old champion, and uh, one of them is not Dennis's moment. Let's tell you that we were able to catch up with Dale Romans at his barn at Churchill Downs here in Louisville a few weeks back and get his impressions, not only what's ahead for Dennis's moment, but his impressions on uh, what they were thinking before they went into the Breeders' Cup Juvenile and before the stumble in the race, losing all chance and finishing last. Well, EJ, that was a tough weekend, as you know. Never went into a race feeling better about a horse than I did Dennis's moment into the Breeders' Cup, and that just shows you there's hundreds of ways to lose and one way to win. And that stumble out of the gate was tough, and uh, we couldn't figure out what to do, first of all. Because I think he deserved to be champion two-year-old, which isn't going to happen now. And I thought if I ran him back in the rim center of the jockey club at Churchill, we could potentially still make him champion. But after sleeping on it for a few days, we decided to send him out to Windstar Farm, stick to our original game plan, which was to win the Breeders' Cup and then give him a little time off and come back and try to win a Kentucky Derby. So we just skipped uh, the later two-year-old races. He's getting a little freshening. He's going to be there till December 15th. And he'll join back up with us in Florida and hopefully make his first start in the Fountain of Youth. And if all that works out, he'll go Fountain of Youth, Florida Derby, and right here back to the Kentucky Derby. Dale Romans, and since we talked to him a few weeks ago, Dennis's moment is back at Gulfstream Park, and he is uh, training very well. He's already had a recorded breeze over the track under Tammy Fox. So let's go to Lane Gold. So the... Uh, Breeders' Cup long shot upset winner in, uh, damn, I can never think of that horse's name. What? Well, the three finalists are the Breeders' Cup juvenile upset winner in the juvenile at Santa Anita Park, and that was Storm the Court at 45 to 1. Maxfield is in there, and also uh, Structure. Those are the three finalists. I voted for Dennis's moment simply because, no, he didn't win a grade one like Maxfield and four-wheel drive. I had him in there and stormed the court. So you see where my votes went. But nonetheless, I still think he had a great year. And I, he deserved to be one of the three finalists. So Lane Gold, your impressions on the three finalists and the outstanding two-year-old in the 49th Eclipse Awards. Lane? EJ, yeah, I agree with you that the two-year-old certainly are a, a mystery. And Storm the Storm the Court, who won the, the juvenile, and frankly, the top three in the juvenile were a complete mess. We thought we might see uh, a Baffert or somebody come up and win one of these big races. The two-year-old, but it's been such uh, so uneven this year. Nobody who's gone four for four or five for five, or they've done it so late in their two-year-old year, and which makes for interesting three-year-old season that's going to leave a derby picture wide open, which is not a bad thing. Um, certainly there's a lot of horses we haven't seen run yet. There'll probably be 
factors for the Derby at Oaks, but I think really if you look at the two-year-old or the honors this year, two-year-old's going to be a hard thing to sort out for the voters as we get toward the end of December and January and the morning line favorites. And you look at even the first Derby future wager, you saw um, you saw the field was the favorite because literally no one in that top 23 was really stood out. And that is going to reflect when you get to the to the end of the year honors for both freshmen, males, and females. So only one category seems solved, or two categories, best sprinter, horse of the year, but two-year-olds, just a head-scratcher, and again, we'll make for a very, very interesting and wide-open 2020. Lane, I have to ask you about... Uh... All right, I'll, uh, I'll, do a, I'll do a countdown and do her, I guess, right? right. Same thing? Yes, yes. Okay, all right. All right, look at uh, Bijou and three... Two, one. UJ, you're right about Midnight Bijou. She was another one of these horses that was just unbeatable, eight for eight this year, and not going to get the horse of the year attention, even though she had an amazing record just because of bricks and mortar, his run on turf. But Steve Asselson did a great job with her, um, considering that she really went in a lot of close races. Saratoga, that personal engine was a nose, and and even the apple blossom went earlier this year. So wasn't sure she was going to be a, a star, but every every challenge she met, she turned away every horse that faced her. And she certainly had a lot of reasons to, to fall down. Elaine certainly was one of those horses that was really good during the year and could not beat her at any, any give any chance. She had a few chances and just could not beat her at all. And that thing is, she proved just to be that good. And you know, Mike Smith was off her for one race in the, in the Bell Dame right before the Breeders' Cup. I got back on her and again, was was just simply the best filly or mare. And, and uh, um, I mean, it was a heck of a purchase, $80,000 for Jeff Bloom, who was, I think, a horse racing radio network guy and, and uh, turned his horse into a four, over $4 million uh, plus whenever they do sell her. So what a heck of an investment and a heck of a year. And, and you can add this to Rachel Alexander and some of the other great fillies that uh, Steve Asmussen has trained. Lane, we're in perfect agreement on Midnight Bijou. She had an outstanding 2019. She was unbeaten prior to the Breeders' Cup Distaff. Blue Prize won a great, great Blue Prize won a Blue Prize ran a great race in the Breeders' Cup Distaff to beat her, and she was only beaten by a length and a half. And uh, she danced every dance, and the one with uh, she beat a late twice, and the one with the Narrow victory and a nose over a late in the personal ensign. I think that showed her true grit for sure. That was my favorite race of the year. But uh, outstanding gear for Midnight Bijou, a daughter of Midnight Loot. Well, that's going to do it for our edition of the Road to the Breeders' Cup and the Road to the Derby. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Road to the Derby and our recap on year-end honors with great horses and horses of the year and an outstanding year. Congratulations to all the connections for the finalists for the 49th Eclipse Awards that will be held at Hallandale Beach, and that is at Gulfstream Park on January the 23rd. We're going to be down there in Florida for about 10 days. We'll be back, and we'll be back on the road to the Derby and have all the latest news through the prism of our Kentucky Connections. That's the way we do it, and hope you can catch us next time here on HorseRacingNation.com. Another edition yet to come. Stay with us and join us next time for my partner and co-host Lane Gold. Now, this is E.J. Clark saying 
so long on the road to the Derby with the Kentucky Winter Circle.